Welcome to the Showing Up podcast, where women over 40 can find inspiration, motivation, and endless energy. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Amber Allen. everyone. Thank you so much for joining me this week. This week's podcast is a little bit different because it's actually a recording of the webinar I did last week about eliminating your cravings without willpower. So buckle in. I hope you enjoy and we'll see you next week. So welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to teach you how to eliminate your cravings without willpower. That's very important. We're doing this without willpower. This will be an interactive training. So I encourage you to have your chat open, ask any questions that come up. I've got two screens going on here today. um, So I can see all the chats that are happening. Um, We'll also have time at the end for Q&A. If anything comes up, if you'd like to add it to the chat now, you can as it comes up or wait until the end, we can certainly do that. So first off, I'm just going to introduce myself. Hello, my name is Amber Allen. I am the owner of Amber Allen Wellness and the creator of the Amber Allen Wellness Academy. I help women reach their wellness goals, whether it be losing weight, starting a healthy lifestyle, or anything in between. I have coached hundreds of women, but I'll be completely honest, only recently have I learned the secret to eliminating my cravings. And I will tell you, this has changed my life. My results have included freedom from food drama. So I'm not constantly fighting with myself of what to eat and what not to eat. Effortless weight loss, consistent alignment with my goals. So every day I know that I'm in alignment with my goals and that my actions are pointing me towards my goals. More confidence because I know that I am succeeding and I am so much closer to my goals than what I was even two months ago and so much more. So I'm really, really excited to go through everything um, with you today. So let's, let's get started. So to get the most out of this training, I really want you to be curious with your thoughts and feelings. So I invite you to open up your awareness, which means being curious of your thoughts, really being curious about the emotions and the feelings that come to the surface with things that I say throughout this training. I encourage you to write them down as they come up. So don't worry about taking notes for the training. I will send you a recording of this. Really, the most important thing is that you become aware of your reactions to the concepts presented here today. And a lot of times, we're not used to doing that. We're not used to being aware of our reactions to something or our thoughts to something or the feelings that come up when we hear something. But I really want you to start that today. So get a piece of uh, paper and a pen, pencil, whatever, get that out and get curious about thoughts and feelings that come up throughout because I can guarantee you that there will be a lot of thoughts and feelings. 
So if you truly want to eliminate your cravings without willpower, this is the first step. It seems easy, but as you will see when we go through the training, this will be difficult to implement. So it's easy to think about, oh, well, I'll just, whatever I think, I'll just write down. But as soon as, it's almost like as soon as your brain knows you're watching it, it gets a little, gets a little freaky, gets a little scared. So, but the more you do it, the easier it is. So that's always great. So what is a craving? What things come up for you guys when you think about what is a craving? When you look up the definition of cravings, I always love doing that. When you're trying to understand what something is, you look up uh, the definition. They are powerful desires for something. An intense, urgent, or abnormal desire or longing which I would completely agree with that. They're powerful, they're intense, and they're urgent. Anybody who has gone through cravings knows that it's like you cannot, you cannot control them. You don't, you don't have any control. The craving happens, you have to give in, and then all is right with the world for a few minutes. <laughs> so. That is the definition of cravings. And something to remember as we go through this training, that when we talk about cravings during this training, I will use the example of food. However, urges can trigger cravings for alcohol, social media, television, spending money, smoking, and a host of other things. So cravings are cravings. Urges are an urgent need for something. So today we are talking about food, but you can interchange any of those other behaviors. And sometimes it's almost easier to do that. If you interchange what we talk about and the concepts that we bring forward today, if you interchange that, those concepts with um, things that you don't normally crave, so if you're, if you're not a smoker or if you're not a drinker, and you don't drink a lot of alcohol, and you put in these concepts and you um, switch out alcohol for food, things get very clear because you can see how, how different your brain thinks about something that you deem important. So whether that be food or drinking, smoking, etc. So very interesting. So let's start with how our brains work and what's happening in our brain. So humans, we know we only have one brain, but it really has developed over time and has become more complex, leaving us essentially with two brains right here. So we have a modern or a rational brain. So that's this big area right here on top. Or, or a rational brain, so modern or rational, and a primal brain. So that is here on the bottom. So your modern brain or your rational brain or what I like to call the, the adult brain, that's responsible for problem solving, memory, language, judgment, impulse control, and reasoning. Your primal brain is responsible for survival, drive, and instinct. 
So when your primal brain is engaged, your modern brain is not working very much. So let me say that again. So when your primal brain is engaged, your modern brain is not working very much. When the primal brain turns off and the modern brain kicks into gear, rationality returns, bringing back clearer thinking. So think of it like this. This is what I had just mentioned a few minutes ago. Think of it like this. Your primal brain is a toddler and your modern brain is the adult. So as you can see, there are a few differences between our primal and modern brains. First off, the evolutionary age of both of them is crazy. So our primal brain was basically created, it evolved 500 million years ago. So think about what your primal brain had to deal with 500 million years ago. It was not cupcakes. It was not wine. It was not Facebook. It wasn't coffee. It wasn't Starbucks, chips, cake, cookies, none of that. So if we're looking here at the dominant processing levels, so I just thought that was fascinating that it's 500 million years ago and our rational brain only 3 million years ago. So really young, young compared to our, uh, our primal brain. So the processing levels here with our primal brain is instinctive and emotional, which is really pretty fascinating when you think of a craving. It feels very instinctual and it's very emotional. So you have a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings going on in your body when you're having a craving. Where your rational brain dominant is in cognitive thought. So that makes sense. Something else I thought was very, very interesting is under time management. So the primal brain, if you can see it there, is only present. So it only, it only um, has, has itself concerned with the present moment. It doesn't concern itself with anything else but the present moment. Where our rational brain can actually be, our, can actually look at our past, our present, and our future. So that's really important when you're thinking about cravings. That's why cravings are so important in the now, in the right now. That's why we have to obey them, right? So our primal brain is there to seek comfort, desire pleasure, and is driven by the need for reward. So when you have cravings, and urgings, your brain is working exactly how it should. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. So we've got lots of, lots of goodies on the screen here. So I'm going to say that again, just in case you were distracted. This is so important. When you have cravings and urges, your brain is working exactly how it should. Now, I want you to think about whatever it is that you crave on a regular basis. And like I said, today we're talking about food. So what is it? Is it donuts? Is it cupcakes? Special Starbucks drinks? Chips? Cookies? Really think about it. Whatever it is, the fact that you want it is very normal. So let's really consider something. These things, all of these items, especially all of these items on the screen, 
they are designed for you to want them. What is the point of a donut? What is the point of a cupcake? What is the point of a special Starbucks drink? The point of them is to be wanted, to be desired, to be consumed. All of those things tap into your primitive coding and drive for instant reward, gratification, calories, and food. So especially since there's so many goodies on the screen, I'll say it one more time. When cravings and urges come up, your brain is working exactly how it should. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. Knowing that your brain is wired this way to keep you safe, comfortable, and needs immediate gratification is so important because we believe when we are having cravings that there is something wrong with us. We make having a craving mean that we aren't smart or strong or we are lacking in some way. This simply isn't true. Like when you're having a craving or especially after you've given in to a craving, have you ever thought, why can't I just not eat junk? Have you ever thought, I have no willpower. I'm too tired. I have no willpower. Why can't I get past this? What is wrong with me? Yeah, I've had those thoughts too. But I'm here to tell you that this is so much deeper and more sophisticated than that. So let's take a look at this right here. So the primal brain is doing its job. It wants to keep you safe. It needs immediate gratification. It is quite simply wired that way and it seeks comfort, all of those things. What it doesn't mean is that there's something wrong with you that you're weak, that you have no willpower, or you're not smart enough to overcome it. Nothing to do with that. So our brains are complex, but yet our primal brains are very simplistic. It gives you these driven urges that feel so real, like they are life and death. You cannot think of anything else. You cannot get past it. They are life and death. So your primal brain is telling you that it is, in fact, a matter of life or death. That donut is an answer to your survival. And we know it'll make you feel good, keep you, feel, keep you safe and comfortable, like I said, until after you eat it. And the cognitive brain, the modern brain or the adult brain kicks back in, and then that's when we feel all the guilt. So our modern brain know, knows this isn't the case. It knows that it's not actually a matter of life or death. In fact, most cravings throughout your life will actually extend your life if you don't eat the donut, which is a funny thing that it thinks that it's a matter of life and death to eat it. But if you don't eat it, that actually extends your life. So you don't normally see people having cravings for uh, chicken breasts or broccoli or salad. Not usually. So how do we resist it? How do we combat this urgent need to comply with our primal brain? How do we force it to quiet down? How do we resist all of these urges? What do we think? How do we do it? Ooh, we don't. 
That's like a mic drop there. That's like a mind blown. We don't. We don't resist. We don't fight. We don't force. We don't will it away. We allow it. So I'll let that sink in just for a couple of seconds because I'm thinking right now you're saying, what? What the heck are you talking about? This, by the way, is a great time to write down your thoughts and feelings. This is the time maybe that your brain is saying, this is crap. I have better things to do than to watch this, or this is bull, or I don't believe this, whatever it is. Or maybe your mind is saying, ooh, this is interesting, or I find this fascinating or something. Who knows what your brain is saying? Write that stuff down. So we don't resist the urges. We don't fight them. We don't force it. We don't will it away. We allow it. So stay with me here. So I love these pictures of <laughs> these little girls in their tantrums. This is actually what I feel like when uh, when my toddler brain, when my primal brain takes over. This is what it. This is how I feel. <laughs> so stay with me. This concept is easy to grasp. Okay, so. Let it, let it sink in, let it be absorbed. It's easy to grasp, but it is, it will be difficult to implement. Your brain wants this to be easy. So imagine, think of a toddler stomping and throwing a tantrum when things are a little bit harder than, than what they want. It's not easy. However, the more you do this, the more you implement these techniques that I'm going to teach you, the, the more that you allow cravings and urges in your body, the difficulty starts to go away. It does become easier. I can tell you that from experience. So let's go through the concept of allowing urges. So approach this concept with the mind of a scientist. Okay, so Like I said, writing things down, you can start writing things down right now about approaching something with the mind of a scientist. Someone who is genuinely curious about what happens when cravings come up. I thought it would be fun to maybe even think of yourself as an alien scientist. Somebody that wants to observe what a human goes through when experiencing a craving. There's no judgment. Scientists don't have any judgment. They just observe. They see what's what. So just observe the experience. So think about it. What types of things would you observe? What do you feel in your body when there is a craving? So think about that. You can write down what your physical sensations are. Is it that your heart rate starts? So think about that you have a craving. Something overcame you and you have a craving. So your heart starts beating really fast. Maybe like things like your your pupils dilating. So it almost becomes like your focus gets very narrowed. Um, What else would happen? Your stomach maybe turns into knots. And maybe you get a little angry. Maybe you get tense. So think about these things that all these sensations that are going on in your body. But don't have any judgments on them. We're just observing. We're seeing what's happening. 
And when we are in that feeling, it's super powerful, isn't it? It wants you to get up and go into the kitchen, find something to eat, or get up and go into the kitchen and get exactly what you're craving. If it's in the house, you know it's there, you go get it. Go get it. We feel powerless. The craving is so strong, we can't fight it. Remember when we talked earlier about the modern brain not being able to function properly when our primal brain is engaged? This is a perfect example of that. Your primal brain has hijacked your brain and you feel like there's nothing you can do but obey. Nothing you can do but satisfy that craving when it comes up and eat whatever it is that it's telling you to eat. That we have no choice. But, however, what I want to do is I want to direct your awareness to that space between the urge and the action. So the urge comes up. And it doesn't even matter where the urge came from. It could be from something that you thought about. It could be something that you saw on TV. Whatever it is, the urge has come up. I want to direct your awareness to the space between the urge and the action. The space between the craving and the time you go into the kitchen for something to eat. That space is where you have control. The power of your modern brain is so much more powerful than your urge. Like you don't even know. That modern brain is so much more powerful than your craving. I know it doesn't seem like it in the moment, but it is true. Your craving is powerless without your consent. It's powerless without you deciding to give into the craving. But I know it can seem impossible, especially if your brain is used to giving into the cravings. The modern brain isn't used to stepping in. It's like a muscle you haven't used in a while. It can feel weak and maybe you're not able to do too much, but you are mistaken. A craving is just a feeling, just a vibration in your body that is completely powerless without your brain's consent to act on it. So desire alone cannot drive action without you deciding to take that action. So many people don't recognize that space between the craving and the action. They feel like they have no choice. So I, I really like this red kind of alarm. Woo, woo, woo. I really like this, this picture. Um, it brings up a lot of a lot of feelings of like urgency and so what do you do when you get these urges and cravings? If you think the urge is powerful, you're going to fight it. You're going to work against it. Maybe you take out all the food out of your house. Have you ever done that? Like, okay, starting Monday, no more, no more sweets. I'm going to give up sugar starting Monday. So what do we do? Well, usually we eat whatever's in the house because we don't want it to go to waste. Or and or everything gets thrown out. Don't have it in the house. I'm not bringing it in the house. So you take out all the food. You prepare for battle. Which we know doesn't ultimately work. But why doesn't it work? 
Why doesn't that work? You're preparing for battle. You've taken out all the food. You've taken out all the temptation out of your house. But why doesn't that work? I'll tell you why. Because your underlying belief of this is so strong, I have to stay away. This is so heavy, I'm afraid that I can't handle it. This is so strong that I can't go against it. And you eventually give up. So it's with that thought of, I cannot have any temptation in the house. I can't have anything around me. I, I can't handle that. I can't do this. That is what drives that feeling of, I'm not strong enough. So when you feel that way, you don't realize that the urge and the craving is powerless. When you believe that, when you have those beliefs, you don't see that your primal brain cannot force you. You're in full belief that that it can. So remember that the final decision and resisting urges. So, so you are the final decision. But if you're resisting urges, that actually has a counter effect that doesn't serve you. So we're talking about allowing the urge to happen, allowing those feelings to come up to the surface, witnessing them, not doing anything about it, just being the witness. But we're so used to resisting it. We're so used to getting ready to fight it and using our willpower and taking everything out of the house and oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this this time. That actually has a counter effect that doesn't serve you. That only feeds into the belief that these urges are powerful and that you can't handle them and you need to fight them. But the approach that I am teaching you today is very different. So let's think about it this way. If a smoke detector or fire alarm fire alarm goes off in your house, do you immediately run outside in your pajamas or run outside naked? No. You confirm whether or not whether or not there's an actual emergency. Why? Because we have so many false alarms. Like my smoke detector goes off it's if it's too humid or too hot, if the batteries need to be changed, if so many things. Toast burnt toast, the alarm goes off. So because there are so many false alarms, because we know that most likely this isn't a matter of life or death, we don't take any action until we confirm there's an actual fire. And yet, when this red alarm goes off in our body, we don't have that same kind of pause. We don't question it. We don't say, is there really a fire? Will this, is this donut really the answer to my survival? We don't question it. We just obey. So think about this. Don't try to turn off the alarm. So you're not going to sit there and go, oh my gosh, turn that off. Can somebody do something about that? You resist it and you go against it and you put pillows over your ears and you say, this is awful. I can't handle this. Turn this off. No, don't try to turn off the alarm. Don't resist it. Be in the room knowing it's a false alarm. 
That is what it's like to allow an urge. It's not pleasant. Just the same as if a, if a smoke detector or a fire alarm goes off and you're not in control of turning it off, it just keeps going and going and going and going. Don't resist it. Don't fight it. Just be with it until it ends. And I've got some good news. So the good news is a craving usually lasts less than a minute. And usually no more than 10 minutes. So between one, 60 seconds and 10 minutes. So now if you have a thought and you're saying, no, that's wrong because I've had cravings last all night or all day or all week, seven days to be exact, whenever I'm on my period, I've had cravings for seven days. I would offer that those were multiple cravings. And because you were resisting them, they last longer. So think about that. Think about it as a wave. If you want to ride the wave, you can ride the wave in. But if you try to stop the wave, that's impossible because you can't stop the wave. Completely impossible. You can't stop it. So you ride that wave. So think about that that you're allowing the craving to happen in the in the body cuz all it is is an it's a feeling it's like a vibration in your body and that's all that it is but we make it mean so much more when we resist it it becomes this uncontrollable we can't do anything about it when we resist it so now, how do we allow cravings? There's two steps. That's it. Two easy steps. Acknowledge and reward. So the way we, we acknowledge the craving, I always like to have a conversation with myself. I always like to say very, very plainly in my brain, okay, I am having a craving for blank, whatever it is, you put in whatever you want, chips. I'm okay. I'm having a craving for chips. That's pretty interesting. I feel like this strong craving is something that I'm feeling in my, my heart. My heart is beating fast and my stomach's in knots. And this is where I'm feeling it. But I know it's not powerful. I know this will pass. I'm allowing myself to really feel these feelings. I'm allowing things to come up. I don't have any judgment. I'm not making it mean anything about myself. And I just have that kind of conversation saying, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to crave this and it's okay to have this urge. And I know that it feels like this is the most important thing in your life and most important thing right now. but it will pass. You can also discuss your goals with yourself if you want. I've done that before, that you can discuss your goals saying, okay, you know, we're having this craving, we're having this urge, but you know, we have a goal of no sugar, whatever your goal is, no sugar um, for 30 days or no sugar this week, whatever it is. And you know, we've, we've made a promise to ourselves. So let's keep that promise. Let's honor ourselves. Let's honor the decision we made. Let's honor 
our, I'm speaking of myself in like a double person. So it's like primal brain, modern brain. Let's work together here. Let's honor our decision to not eat sugar or whatever it is. So having that conversation with yourself will start quieting down that primal brain. It brings that modern brain back up. So that's number one, acknowledge. When we we know, when we want to resist it, when we're tamping down those feelings and tamping down that urge and that craving, it makes it even worse. It lasts even longer. Like, we know this. We know that that's what happens. So number two, reward. See, that's what the primal brain wants. It wants reward. So reward yourself. And that doesn't mean by going and having some chips. Okay, so we reward ourselves. There's a couple of things you can do. Um, You can do a tally on a chart. You can use um, marbles or beads in a jar, maybe a whiteboard on a fridge. Maybe it's part of your journal. But what you're going to do is every time uh, you've allowed yourself to feel a craving and it has passed, Or if you've been sitting with a craving for 10 minutes, you're going to give yourself a tally. And this is something that's really great to do. And if you can have it so that you see it, that's why like marbles or beads, really beautiful beads in a jar, in a clear jar, is such a strong reward because they add up so quickly. You have this visual marker and this visual product of being successful. So think about that. Rewarding yourself when the craving has passed. And like I said, that's less than 10 minutes. Or if it has lasted 10 minutes, you get yourself a bead or a marble or whatever it is, a tally on your chart. So if another one comes up in 10 minutes, let that sit for 10 minutes and then you get another one. Very rarely will you have two back to back. But If you find that the cravings and urges are lasting longer than 10 minutes, then that is a pretty good indicator that you're still resisting them. You're kind of putting up the fences. You're putting up those big stone walls, fighting it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not giving in. I'm not giving in. That's fighting it. That's resisting it. That's not letting the urge just come over you and feel whatever comes up. That is you saying, no, I don't want to feel this. Okay. So as you ride the waves of cravings, you will see those tallies add up and you will know that you're capable of eliminating your cravings. So remember right at the very beginning when I said one of the results and one of the things that I was able to have more of by implementing this strategy is confidence. This is why you can see that you are capable. You have evidence of being capable. So this all sounds great, doesn't it? Acknowledge, reward, everything is peachy. However, this seems easy enough, right? Like I said at the beginning of this webinar, the concept is easy, but the implementation is hard. So I will warn you now that when you allow cravings to happen and you allow urges to just be in your body and not resist them, 
a lot of emotions will come to the surface. So these are all the emotions that you were resisting to feel. So feelings of deprivation, that's going to be probably number one. Deprivation will come up almost immediately because you are literally depriving yourself. You're depriving your primal brain of what it wants. Think about that toddler stomping its foot, crossing its arms. Hmm, this is what I want. I want chips. I want cookies. I want them now. I don't care about your goal. I don't care about this health concern. I don't care about this. Okay. So deprivation will probably be one of the things that comes up. Boredom may come up. Frustration, sadness. What else? Write down what else you think, what else you think that can come up. Guilt, shame. What else? Anger. So think about the emotions that would come up when you just allow that urge and that craving to run its course. So lots of emotions that may have been under the surface that you have been preventing yourself from feeling because you've been tamping them down with sugar, with salt, with fat, whatever it is that you are consuming to not feel those emotions. So allow those feelings to be there. Allow it to get a little worse and it will get a little worse. It will feel worse because you're actually opening your awareness to your emotional experience. You're actually being human. Congratulations. You're experiencing everything about your humanness. You're not trying to resist it and push it away. So it's not actually that it's worse. It's just you're noticing what is. All right. Adding on to this, there's a concept that I wanted to also share when we were talking about your humanness. So we want to allow those cravings and urges because the human existence is 50-50. This is another another concept that I've just recently adopted and I'll tell I'll tell you the story. So so the human existence is 50-50, which means that we are all having negative emotions 50% of the time. Okay? And it doesn't mean like half the day is sad, half the day is happy, half the week, half the month. It's not that. It's saying on average 50% of the time we have negative emotions. Our brains are also wired to do this as well. We are wired to have negative bias toward all things, which means whatever you believe, your brain will seek out evidence to show you. So this is what this goes back to the cravings. If you believe that cravings are so strong, that they are so powerful, that you cannot uh, compete with them, you cannot fight them your brain will actually show you evidence that you are right and you will give in to them. So having negative emotions is being human. No matter how great your life is, you will experience negative emotion 50% of the time. 
And like I said, this is a concept that I've really just come to wrap my brain around. I am a very positive person. I have been all my life. I can see the good in almost every situation. But what I didn't realize was that my brain always tried to ignore the negative thoughts and push them away because I made negative thoughts mean, well, how could I be a positive person if I have negative thoughts? So when I struggled with craving, sticking with a meal plan or whatever, those things would come up. So if I'm constantly pushing away negative emotions because I believe that it is you know, my thoughts around that, I make it mean that, oh, I'm, how can I be a positive person if I have negative emotions? Not realizing that if I had just acknowledged those thoughts, just acknowledge that they were there. They don't mean anything. They're just thoughts. And I just allowed those thoughts, allowed those emotions that my cravings would dissipate. Allowing negative emotions to happen without making them mean anything is the greatest freedom of your life. It is the greatest freedom of my life. If you could feel boredom, why would you need to eat cookies? If you could feel sadness, why would you need to get a treat to make yourself feel better? If you could acknowledge your stress and fatigue, why would you deserve food to make you feel better. Now, I'll say this, simply feel what you feel. But like I said, it's not that simple, but it is that simple. It is simple, but it is not easy. It's simple to, I think, wrap our brains around and say, yes, this makes complete sense. But when we're in it, the cravings take over and we resist. We're so used to resisting. It's so hard. So remember, cravings and urges, this is the good news. Cravings and urges are probably the most intense driving feelings. They are urgent. They are for your survival. This is what your primal brain needs. So just think, all other emotions are easier to feel. That was the good news. So allow those emotions to come. Allow those emotions to come up. Allow yourself to feel emotions. So let's go. This, this I love this quote. Discomfort is the currency of your dreams. So when you learn to allow an urge, I'm telling you, your life becomes bigger. When we think that cravings are this kind of small little pain in the neck thing that we deal with, it's not. It's, it is like the gateway to managing your mind. It is the gateway to have this bigger life, this life that is transformative. You live a life of purpose, not a life of compulsion. Your life becomes one of success and not instant gratification. You can be more present with what is without trying to resist what is and make it mean something and then try to make something else happen. 
you can just be present with what is. Because the hardest part of a goal, a dream, a vision is the emotion you must feel to get there. So discomfort is the currency that you have to pay for your dreams. When you can feel anything, when you are comfortable paying that currency, when you're comfortable with the discomfort, really the possibilities are endless. So that concludes our webinar. So I'd love to take some time and hear your thoughts of this training. If you have any questions, uh, please put any comments in the Q&A box. See if I can bring it up there. There we go. Um, and if this webinar has opened your mind to possibilities, if this webinar has excited you, I would love for you to take a few minutes um, after the Q&A and join me. I'd love to talk to you about the Academy. Um, it is this type of work that we do every week when we meet. It is, it's incredible work. This really kind of intense, driven thought work is amazing. So if, uh, if anybody has any questions, by all means, put them into the Q&A or put them into the chat. I am available to answer them. I'd love to hear from you. Even if you want to share, and I will, uh, I will start talking about the uh, Academy in a minute, but even if you just want to share just thoughts, like random thoughts that have come up, random feelings that have come up, because that, those can be so telling when we just allow things to come up and don't force them to mean anything or force them to kind of be an answer to some kind of unwritten question. That's where a lot of insight can come like, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting that this came up for me when you said this. That's interesting that I felt this way when, when you said whatever. So it's... Um, it's really, really, really awesome and I think really important to allow yourself that freedom to just write things down. So this is the Academy. So our Academy, the, let's see, oh, I love this. So uh, we have a participant, discomfort is the currency of my dreams is my new mantra. I and a couple of aha moments. Cravings last one to 10 minutes. I'm going to set my timer. I love that. It's almost prove me wrong or prove me right. It says I can handle 10 minutes of discomfort and all the other emotions are easier than the cravings emotion is very powerful. I completely agree that when we know, when you have that modern brain and you know that you can handle handle a craving and handle all of those things, all the other emotions are like easy peasy, lemon squeezy, like, and it's so freeing. And we know we've seen this in the academy that when we're, when we're talking about our thoughts and our thoughts creating our emotions and all of these things, all of these tremendous concepts for our life, 
they're transformative. Like they are literally transforming how we are thinking about our lives and how we are spending our time thinking about our lives, what we're thinking about ourselves when we're thinking. So with the Academy, it is a small group coaching uh, program. There's activities and there's worksheets and there's lectures. And we also record our uh, coaching calls every week. And I'll tell you, it's my favorite time of the week is being in this very intimate container with tremendous women and women who are becoming, oh yeah, somebody else, the lies our minds tell us. Our minds are crazy liars, like crazy, crazy liars. And really, I mean, we can't blame them because our primal brain, our toddler brain wants to keep us safe. So as soon as we try something new, as soon as something gets a little bit scary, then that's when all the lies come out and say, you need to do this. You need to do that. So in our chat, I'm just going to, I think everybody can see this. Let's see, everyone. And in our chat, I'm just going to put that in. So I have um, a couple of links. So there's a link to the order page for the Academy. Um, there's a link to set up a time. If you wanted to chat even about these concepts or concepts that we talk about in the Academy and really how you want to change your life or goals that you have, I'd love to talk to you. If you want to send me an email, my email address is there in the chat as well. But um, yeah, with the Academy. So we meet every week and it's just tremendous. Those weekly calls that we've recorded, there is so much value in those. It blows my mind. My mind gets blown every single week with these women. It's incredible. So the Academy is one year of coaching. I mean, that's crazy. One year of coaching. There, somebody just said the Academy is amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. It really is like one year of coaching. And the reason why I created the Academy to be have like one year of enrollment, because we go through these concepts, we talk about these concepts, but then we really we're prepared for the ups and downs. Like it's not just, oh, join the Academy. It's like, whoo, success. Like, yeah, I'm just going to hit my goal and then I'm done. No. We know that life happens and it's going to be down and up and down and up. And I won't even say it's failure because I don't think that when you when you take massive action and when you're taking action, there's never failure. You're just figuring out how, you, how you're going to do it. You're just figuring out how you're going to succeed. So we really take this the year that you have and you're on your journey. I am here to help you with your journey. I am here to guide you, but you're on the journey and you're making those transformations so that in a year you can look back and go, I am a completely different person. I am the woman I've always wanted to be, or I am a, a woman who I didn't think was even possible. It's, it is really transformative. These these exercises that we do and this thought work that we're doing is amazing. A fun little add-on is that you have one year access to my on-demand 
exercise classes. So I think there's like 330 or something on my website. So you have access to that. Um, and a reason why I put that in there is because we have this idea of A, what we're capable of, or B, what we like to do for exercise. And I'll tell you, the uh, on-demand website has everything from yoga, Pilates, meditation, to combat, uh, pump, there's dance, there's boot camp, there's hit, there's lower body, there's upper body, there's no impact, there's high impact. There's so many things to choose from. Step, so many fun things to choose from that it gives you that year to, to, to be curious. It gives you an entire year to be curious. There's no pressure and we just work together. So that is the Academy. If um, I would say copy and paste, so all in the chat, copy and paste the uh, ability to reach me. And um, if you wanted to order for the Academy, you get access right away and you get 12 months of access. And oh, and absolutely no judgment. Yes. Exactly that. That is probably one of the best things about the Academy is that it is 100% support and there is absolutely no judgment because we are, we are all on this journey together. We're running, we're, everybody has different lives, but there's such an underlying, it's kind of like this underlying blanket that we all share that we say, yeah, under here, we are all the same. We are going through the same things. We are, we're approaching them differently. We're taking the tools and we're using them our own way. It's, uh, it is incredible. And like I said, every week that we meet, it changes my life every week that we meet. They, these women are, are changing their own lives. They're changing my life. It's just lives are changed. So uh, right now, the price uh, is $29.97 if you pay in full. So that's saving $700. So you could do three payments of $12.33 or save $700 if you pay in full. I am absolutely thrilled with everybody that came and stayed and chatted with me with the webinar. Thank you so much. Reach out if you have any questions at all. I'm going to let me. Oh, do I have, have another Q and A there? So, thank you, Amber. I hope that this will be a game changer mindset, a new power tool in my toolkit. Oh, I love the power tool. Oh my gosh, I love that. Let me see if I can un. Can I stop sharing? I can't. I don't know if I can stop sharing. Let's see. Stop sharing. Maybe not. But I love that to say that. Oh, there it is. There we go. Um, I love that. Lorianne saying it's a power tool in my toolkit. I'm I'm probably going to steal that. <laughs> so I love that. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me today. I really appreciate you spending your uh, your part of your evening with me. And please reach out, email me anytime. I am always here for questions about what we talked about, any other concepts that you're kind of that are swimming around in your brain, anything that you'd like to discuss, any goals you have, I'm always here. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining me, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>